Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 21st of January as the Flyers will be back in action tonight to take on the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. Is it Little Caesars Arena still? I think so. Uh, but Flyers and Detroit tonight. And just a moment, you're going to hear a conversation I was ha- able to have uh, with Flyers goaltender, now Phantoms goaltender again, uh, just before he was sent down, Sam Erson. It wasn't announced yet that he was getting sent down. Uh, this conversation was taped just prior to that. Not shocking that he was sent down, certainly not because of his play, but because of the situation. Troy Grosnick has been out for the Phantoms, the other goaltender, and you can have goaltending depth one moment, and then all of a sudden it can evaporate like that in the blink of an eye. And putting Felix Anstrom through waivers uh, with a chance for any team to claim him um, was not in the cards, and he will now be back up with the Flyers and uh, be on the bench presumably tonight or maybe even in the game tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. It is a back-to-back, so we're probably going to see him this weekend. And down goes Arison, who did not have to pass through waivers uh, to go back down. So that protects the Flyers and their goaltending depth for uh, the time being. And uh, we'll hear from Sam in just a moment. As far as Detroit, uh, Flyers in Detroit tonight. Detroit's last game was on Thursday. They beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 in Vegas. They return home tonight after a three-game road trip where uh, they didn't have the greatest trip. Um, And they haven't played great of late, as a matter of fact. And they're a team that was looking to take a big step forward. They're 4-6-1 in their last 10. They've played 44 games, uh, a record of 19-17-8. Like I said, 46 points. Flyers, through 46 games, uh, just one point back, 19-20-7, 45 points. Flyers are 7-3 in their last 10, however, and it'll be the Flyers in Detroit tonight. You know, when you think of Detroit, you think of all those years, 25 straight years, as a matter of fact, that they made the playoffs. That run started in 1991. That was the uh, first of the 25 years. They lost in the first round that year, eventually taking it all the way to losing in the Stanley Cup final uh, in 1995, then winning over the Flyers in 1997, and they also won it in 98, and then also in 2002, and then again in 2008. And that run went all the way up to 2016, but now it's been six seasons without the playoffs, and if they don't make it this year, it's seven. It's been hard for them to get back and uh, get to that same standard of a bona fide playoff team every year. Steve Eiserman, the GM there now, we know that he built the team in Tampa, uh, so they're in good hands in that regard. Uh, but we'll see if they're able to end that drought. Uh, they're on the outside looking in. It's going to be a tough putt for Detroit to be able to get into these playoffs uh, this season. So, um, you know, when you look at the Detroit teams, though, you think of so many of those great players over the 25 years. Of course, you had Eiserman as a player. You had guys like Nick Lidstrom, just an unbelievable defenseman blue liner. Then, obviously, you think of a guy like the Magic Man, Pavel Datsuk, who was simply dazzling to watch. You want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole? Put it into YouTube, Pavel Datsuk shootouts, or Pavel Datsuk dangles, or just Pavel Datsuk. You want to see some magic with the puck? He was unbelievable. But those days are gone now. 
The team is uh, headed by Dylan Larkin, who's leading them in points. 43 games played, 41 points. 15 of them are goals. Seven power play goals. He also has six power play assists. Uh, Philip Ronick, second in points with 32 on the team, tied with Dominic Kubelik. Lucas Redmond, who they got a couple years ago in the draft uh, through 44 games, has got 31 points. And they're a team that, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi hasn't played many games this year. Uh, They're a team that's got some talent. But I think that since Iserman's been there, he's kind of been in that same mode that Torts talks about, finding out who's who and what's what and who to commit to long term. He'll have some decisions on Bertuzzi and Larkin as he uh, moves forward and uh, tries to rebuild the Detroit Red Wings. The ironic thing about Iserman, too, is he never got to see it all the way over the goal line with Tampa. He built pretty much that whole thing. And he left after they got knocked out in the first round by Columbus uh, that one year. And then they went on to win the back-to-back cups and get to a third. Uh, But he was gone at that point. But his fingerprints are all over it, for sure. Let's get to Sam Harrison right now. He got sent down. He does not have to pass through waivers. He was sent down to the Phantoms. He'll see a lot of playing time there. That's a good thing. Felix Sandstrom gets called back up. I had a chance to catch up with Sam before he was sent down to the Phantoms, and he joins us now. Sam, how you doing? Very good, thank you. I bet it's been a bit of a whirlwind, huh, since getting called up and getting your first action and now, you know, a good amount of games. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously a fun time, uh, enjoying every second of it. Uh, being in the NHL is uh, can't complain, really, living the dream. So you just got to be in the moment and uh, take it game by game. Let me ask you about, because that first game against Carolina, you get pulled, you get scored on in the first goal of the game. It's kind of the nightmare scenario as you're making your debut and you come out of the game, but you have to go back in. In some ways, going back in without being able to think, was that a good thing for you? Yeah, I think so. Just kind of, for myself too, just uh, knowing that I can uh, handle those situations and go in there and have, have a good period. I think that was... Uh, Important for the for the next game uh, up in uh, San Jose. I definitely think that uh, uh, made me go in a little bit more uh, confident in myself and my game. So do you come out of that San Jose game feeling a lot more just comfortable with the league and then you go into the Kings game and then the Anaheim game on the road where you're 40 seconds away from the shutout? You just Are you just building up confidence like a snowball, you know, rolling down a hill and getting bigger? <laughs> I mean, a, a little bit, yeah, of course, but you, you, you got to be, uh, what do they say? You're never as bad as they say you are, and you're never as good as they, they say you are. So you got to know, yeah, you're the same goalie, uh, even if you win a couple of games or if you lose a couple of games. So uh, I just got to keep building uh, trust in my game and kind of adjusting a little bit for uh, for the tempo and the, the skill of the players uh, on this level. I saw a story from uh, uh, Gianna Han about your Brenes goaltender, uh, Pekka Alkin. I think I'm saying his name right. Um, but he said that he could see in your eyes that you were a guy that was going to make it to the NHL and be successful. I talked to Kim Dillaball about you, too, and he said there's you got a swagger to you. There's a confidence, but it's not an overconfidence with what you just talked about, maybe a little humility or humbleness to you. Um, you know, that confidence, where did it come from for you and that and that swagger to really not let one goal, one result define who you are as a goal. That's hard to do. Uh, I mean, I think that that's definitely something you have to work on. Uh, being a being a goaltender, you'll you'll have your you'll face your fair share of uh, adversity along the way. So it's something you just kind of keep working on. And uh, I mean, 
swagger in your game, I think that kind of comes with uh, being confident and uh, and feeling uh, being poised out there. Uh, so that's something also that kind of comes along uh, the more uh, uh, comfortable you get at uh, uh, what you're getting. Sam, do you think your game was suited more for North America in a way? Because you only played prior to this season in the American League and, you know, last year and this year, and you didn't play much last year because of the injury, but 23 games in the American League on, you know, um, NHL ice or North American ice. And then this year, you know, obviously the seven appearances in the NHL and you've assimilated very well. Does your game lend to the smaller ice in some ways? Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I think uh, I made a few adjustments along the way, but I definitely think it's a it's a more fun game to play. It's uh, it's more chances you get to be more involved uh, overall with the game. So uh, obviously, at least uh, uh, I think it's more enjoyable because you get to see more pucks and you get to be play a bigger part in in the games. So you feel more connected to the game because there's always when the puck's in the offensive zone, it can come from any angle because they're just closer to you at all times. Yeah, exactly. You got to be more on your toes and uh, uh, be with, uh, especially with the skill level of these players, they can make uh, something out of nothing. So you always got to be be ready. In that Anaheim game on the road, um, you played a puck behind the net when you still had the shutout, and it was a little bit of a loose play of the puck. And you were pretty hard on yourself. I could tell by your body language after it happened. You bailed yourself out. But, you know, playing in the big ice, you have more room behind the net. And guys are further away at the end. Is that, was that a lesson for you right there going, if I'm going to play the puck, I got to get out, play it, and get back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely uh, playing the puck is it's a lot bigger part uh, over here than uh, than it is back home in, uh, in a lot of ways. So I think that's something I'm still working on, trying to bail into my game and uh, – trying to take it get a little bit better for every day and every game I play, but it's definitely something I know I have to work on. Your backhand though is really good. You make that great six foot backhand pass to your D, you know, along the goal line very well. I, I saw you, you know, knocking a rim down, then boom, quick backhand to the, to the D man, start the breakout for him. That helps everybody out. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, it's, it's a big part of the game here. So it's definitely something I got to try to build into my toolbox and, uh, uh, overall, something I just got to keep working on. All right, let's go to the the actual shutout that you got because you go into Buffalo. They're the highest scoring team in the NHL. Um, they're averaging f- exactly, I think, four goals per game. And you go into their barn and you goose egg them. As that clock's running down or you first, you know, final minute thinking of, of what happened in Anaheim when they lost the shutout with 40 seconds left. And once you got over the hump fully, what's that feeling like? Because it's great. You know, you got boxes you want to check as a goalie, getting to the league, getting a win, and then getting a shutout's a big one because when you can go out and go back to the locker room after the game and say, the other team can't win if they can't score, and, you know, you were just sensational in the game. I mean, uh, definitely, like, uh, after that uh, <laughs> Anaheim game, it's something it creeps in up a little bit on you that it happened, but you you just got to uh, shut that off and, uh, and be in uh, – Again, be in the moment and focus on the next puck. You know, it's it's uh, like a shout out. Of course, it's a it's a box you want to have. It's a like a, it's an achievement you want to uh, uh, to get. But at the same time, it's a, it's the wins that, that matter and uh, coming up with those is the it's the most important thing. Yeah, as crazy as the shout-out is, it's still a team win as well. Um, Sam, what's been the biggest adjustment from the American League or from Sweden? You know, the American League and now the NHL. 
you know, I hear a lot of guys talk about just the level of traffic, layered screens. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, guys can shoot the puck hard everywhere, but the precision which with they can shoot at the NHL level is a whole different ball game. So what's been the biggest kind of moment or or thing that you kind of notice and go, okay, this is this is absolutely elite. This is the best players in the world. I mean, uh, if I compare uh, Sweden to North America, like the biggest difference is just uh, the, the how fast things can uh, happen. Uh, I mean, this is a lot smaller ice, so more mistakes happen and, and situations come out of uh, out of nothing. So you got to be on your toes at all times. And like uh, coming up to the NHL, I mean, tra- traffic is definitely one thing. And then I would say you you can just tell that the, the players are so skilled. So they are always kind of looking for that next play. Uh, so you always got to be ready for uh, another backdoor pass or, or a situation that might come up. So because players are so skilled and so poised that they, even though they might have an opportunity to, to get a shot on net, they will still look for an even better play. Yeah, they're always looking for the best scoring chance. Um, last thing for you, you know, transition in the NHL uh, is so rapid. It's almost incredible. You know, if a puck gets turned over at the opposition blue line, they're back on you in the blink of an eye. So have your reads, you know, had to start earlier on assessing, you know, the, the the attack against you, you know, guy coming down the left side, he could drive to the net, guys carrying it down the right, middle guy shooting, you know, all those things as your reads kind of accelerated because things can happen so much quicker, especially in transition? I mean, it's some definitely something I think about uh, when they come in on transitions. Uh, uh, you, you always got to be ready for uh, they're they're looking weak side uh, a lot of time a lot of the time so you got to be ready to to get over and uh, and you can't really get too set with uh, uh, with any play because you know they they're always looking for for, for one more so uh, you you always got to be ready for that. Was it pretty cool to play against Craig Anderson? He's my age practically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels like every guy you play uh, play against are are like guys you've seen on uh, you've looked up to or uh, I mean you've seen they have achieved so much they're great players so again it's like you you gotta pinch yourself a little bit in the arm uh, every day here yeah and he's not a guy anybody can emulate he's got some seriously interesting save selections he's not quite Hashik-esque but it's it's pretty I go wow where did he pull that from (laughs) yeah he's pretty incredible and he's still doing it uh at his age of uh, north of 40 sam it's been a great run so far for you and uh i love watching you play too you're so calm in the net and quiet in your movements and you can see that confidence as well best of luck going forward thanks for doing this and stay well yeah thank you very much thanks to sam Harrison taking the time always love talking goaltending with him very cerebral guy and boy do we like how he's played he has looked really good and poised in there. Not overwhelmed, not looking like the NHL is above his pay grade. So thanks to Sam Harrison. Thanks to you. Flyers Detroit tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow and we'll preview Flyers Winnipeg in tomorrow's edition of Flyers Daily.